I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain, okay? Let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. Open loops. Conversations that bend starts right now. Hey, everybody. Greg Bornstein here, Chief Looper. We have really a continuation from the last episode. For those of you that don't know, Open Loops, of course, is a theme park for the intellect and imagination. What does that really mean? We go on head trips, we go on mind benders, we go on any sort of ride that's going to take your brain from where it is currently and just kind of zig and zag it a little bit to open you up to possibilities that you weren't even aware you could possibly think and believe. So, Dylan Byrne came on. He came on very soon after I interviewed Isha Patel, who is his instructor, the the channeler, the creator of Origin Activation, Energy Healing. Now, why did Dylan come on soon after? He just came on because he saw the interview with Isha. I did it on Facebook initially and was like, that seems fun. I want to I wanna hop on that ride too. So he, he wanted to have a conversation with me. And while I definitely believe him, there is a part of me that wonders if because he worked so closely with Isha, Isha felt, you know, I mean, look, I have to tell you, like Isha's interview, it blew my brain open for sure. But then I have a feeling that, you know, she, she's a busy person. She's like in charge. She's doing you know, tons of business trainings and leading seminars and building new courses and weekly Zoom sessions and coaching. She does a lot. So I feel like she she almost sort of sent Dylan out as like, hey, kid, fix this guy. This guy like wants to awaken a little bit, like like give him the good stuff. Give him the give him the real stuff. I don't have time for this. Dylan, you figure it out. That's not what I think actually happened, but if you listen to this episode in conjunction with the one before with Isha Patel, your multidimensional awakening expert, Dylan really painted in between 
the broader ideas. He really filled out the nuances that I didn't fully understand from Isha. So I am grateful he shared that with me. And he's a vital part of this Is Greg Going to Awaken series. You'll notice two episodes before I had an interview with a complete skeptic, at least with demonology, really didn't believe it at all. And then Isha's like, no, 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 there are aliens. And now Dylan's like, well, they're aliens because they're inside of you because we're feeling into something that's inside of us this whole time and you can feel it. Can't you, Greg? Yes, you can. That's why you're interviewing me. Now take this, take this drug. Boom, God is here. Dylan Byrne, he joins us on Open Loops. You're about to hear it. If you like this podcast, please, if you want me to awaken, please do subscribe to Apple Podcasts and rate and leave a review so I can keep talking to people and we can keep exploring this journey. And then you can expand your mind as well. Enjoy, Dylan. It was a fun time. Dylan Byrne, pleasure to have you. On the Open Loops <laughs> podcast, <laughs> you listen to an episode. You listen to an episode with uh, I, I. I'm I'm kind of curious actually with one of your uh, mentors, facilitators, uh, Isha Patel, who I had such a fun time interviewing, and definitely want to delve so deeper fun. into her work. I'm I'm glad you found it so fun. Uh, yeah, you know, let's start here, Dylan. You you're doing a lot of you're doing a lot of meditation. You're doing uh, origin activation, which is like, what is that about? Um, looks like it's kind of like an offshoot of a lot of what Isha does. How did you even find your way? How did you? I, I know people are going to find you when they seek you, uh, or they seek you what you're able to bring them in themselves in the world. Uh, but but how did you even? find your way like were you someone that came from corporate america that spiritual were you always spiritually minded like what was your path towards finding this sort of higher level multi-dimensional work that you're doing mm-hmm. great well i think it just started with questioning my belief system like just really something really simple about eight nine years ago and i was just i think one 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 day i was in a a psychology class and then I questioned like the, the person writing the paper in which I was reading and I realized that person has a whole independent experience coming to this point of writing this and it's like this not this isn't objective and I and I just sort of then it's just sort of like this separation happened where I was just like ah oh, well then every piece of information I'm receiving from the external world isn't this objective truth and so that just turned me in and realized that there's only like one one way to find the truth now okay cool and then I, that made me just start to destroy everything i believed because everything i believed was told to me i was told who i was i was told who to be and what to believe up until that moment and just it started crumbling from there and and as it crumbled i started to build at the same time and and then i started to build my own i guess structures or belief systems or reality at the end of the day were you, I mean, were you destined for another like traditional Western path? Like, were you in a psych class with the idea of, were you reading a paper with the idea of becoming like a clinical psychologist? Like, where were you sort of headed? Yes, no, I wanted to help people. Like, I, that, that's where I was headed. And I had like a certain uh, sympathy for people that were 
either like mentally ill or I was also doing a criminology degree as well. So to people mm-hmm. in prisons and it was just really easy for me to connect to those people. Uh, don't ask where you can ask why, but like, like doing criminology, we were talking about, you know, like the horrors of the horrors, you know? And for me, I just, I just understood them. I just like, oh yeah, he, he abused because he was abused, you know? And that's just like, I started to just, it wasn't hard for me to connect with, you know, the darker, the darker energies of the world and therefore the darker energies of myself. And when I started to do that, then I started to hold space and allow them to be there. And it's like, oh yeah, I do, I do hate that. And I do have this weird desire and I do have, you know, all this fucked up stuff going on. Like, and like, I think I will, I know we all, do, and we sort of just hide away from it. We shun it and we shame it and we don't really admit it. And for me, it was just about like owning it first, obviously in myself, um, which is one step. And then, starting the conversation with other people is obviously another step. And that's still something I do. It's still really interesting for me. Like, let's talk about the taboo, you know, let's talk about like what we're not talking about. Um, totally. And it's can be, yeah, it can be really interesting those places. Yeah. You know, there was a, um, one of, one of my favorite things from, I don't know if you've seen those videos, like the school of life videos. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to pronounce the guy's name correctly, but Alain de Baton, he, he does these, he's a philosopher. I think he's out of, I think he's out of England mm-hmm. and he did a video that I found very compelling, which was about like, he brings philosophical bents and typically Western philosophy uh, and applies it to practical situations. And he's like, here's a great way to have a good first date. Here's what people don't do on a first date on a first date. Everybody's trying to impress the other person. And he's like, if you actually really want to get to know someone, the best conversation you can have on a first date is I'm going to tell you what my crazy is what's your crazy what's your yes. <laughs> i don't know do you do you find yourself in those <laughs> conversations that. with people like very quickly like are you i mean i think there are people <laughs> kind of just in my life people tend to like bring up what's going terribly in their life very quickly but how does that work mm. for you you find well i don't do it so much anymore i have a this more subtle and sensitive tact but because I found out the hard way that, you know, you really have to be careful what subjects you bring up with what people, because there's lots of uh, sensitivity and essentially there's trauma there. Right. And I yes. just remember, uh, it's just taking me back to this conversation I had where I was on, when I was young, I was on a Kentucky tour. Do you know, you know what they are? They're like, I don't know. What is that? Tours. They're like groups of like uh, people between like age 18 and 30 and they go around Europe or even around and they organize these tours and it's like, I did a little Greek island hopping one. And it was just, uh, I mean, I was weird then and, and everyone around me was, I don't know, like to party and, and like to drink and all that. And I just, I partook in that. And blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I just took me back to a time when I was at like a long table of like these, there's like, like maybe 10 like girls and they were probably between like 18 and 21, 22. And, and I started this conversation about um, pedophilia and um sexual oh abuse and, wow. um, yeah i know and uh but but not only just started the conversation i started to display empathy for these people and display of like why they do this stuff and like it wasn't i wasn't supporting their acts but i was just sort of suggesting like there's a reason people do this and and actually the root of the reason is very close to home and if we don't acknowledge that then we're never actually going to solve this problem you know and, and this is like actually yeah. where my passion is it's not 
it's not like it's not like supporting like the darkness or anything it's just like let's let's look at that stuff because that stuff's actually in us you know like that's actually where it all starts and it's like there's a classic sort of like thing to do with Hitler you know it's like if you can't acknowledge the Hitler in you then we're never gonna we're gonna have another Nazi Germany sort of thing or we're never gonna mm. actually heal that and I still think we're reeling from that and I still don't like if you look at the society I still think we're very sick and I still think there's a lot of potential for um, those pathways and I think it's because we haven't actually looked in ourselves and said you know what I I'm really uh, I'm really this about these kinds of people or like I'm really this way you know and it, we have these extreme beliefs and they're predicated on on emotional trauma that uh, we've basically grown up with because our parents grew up with it because our parents grew up with it because their parents were and we have to stop those cycles hey and yeah, that's where i'm really yeah actually that's very interesting i i definitely want to talk more about that i i want to sort of <laughs> I'm going to definitely make a maybe a a, a multi-dimensional jump here. Um maybe, maybe, hopefully. That's my goal. Right. That's my I, I've just been doing them before the podcast, so let's do it now again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, here's what I want to say like, okay. And maybe you can at least point me in the right direction here. Um, if we're to pull back the curtain for a second, and and this is, I mean, it's just been staying with me since Isha. I, I had Isha Patel on, the multi-dimensional awakening coach. Um, and I know you work with her very closely. And, you know, she was saying, oh man, this is this is great. She was saying that, you know, talking about what's going on in the world right now, that there's like there's dark forces. And then there's the light forces and then there's this world. And then like beyond that, there's like, there's just the, it's a game that's being played. And then beyond that veil, there's like oneness still. There's like, there's a game. Yeah. There's, there's not, there's beyond the game. There's like a higher level of consciousness that's still being like, that we don't even see. Here's my question for you with regards to like pedophilia mm -hmm. Um, and, and kind of, <laughs> I know we're bringing it back, but, but it does kind of interest me and maybe, and I've heard you no, kind of, because you've talked about Jeffrey Epstein, hey, one of your videos, you were talking about, you know, like, look, if you're going to focus on <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, like you're going to be bringing about like more potential behavior like that into the world, which I totally mm -hmm. understand. Mm, I mean, in general, I, I intellectually understand these concepts. I don't always mm. fully embody them but i totally understand like the idea of what you focus on grows here's my question for you the conspiracy theorists what everybody says is well this pedophilia this stuff is rooted and maybe you can dispel this for me it's rooted in dark satanic energy that's being put into the world from these higher evil forces and that's why if you're looking back at secret societies and, you know, the history of pedophilia and child abuse as it goes back years and years and years, it's like still connected to like some sort of dark magic satanic power. Now, what you're saying is interesting is it could just be rooted you. in human trauma and it could be just rooted in like humanity that's unacknowledged. How do you reconcile the idea that it's a dark force 
from like something Ooh. higher above. And I think it is connected, but I don't fully see the connected in my mind with like the idea that it's something inside ourselves that historically has been unacknowledged. Like where's the, br- mm. how does the gap bridge? Mm. Well, <laughs> I know that's a I huge question, but I love this though. I think if we like the dark force, right. On this level that we're talking, and look, I, I'm, I'm actually to- totally familiar with this level that's more ascended than that, and actually, yeah, that's where the focus wants to be. But let's play around here. Yeah, yeah. The dark is. force, like, plays itself out in you as an experience, and this is what people don't get. Like, they think, like, there's this thing over here, and it's the shadow government, or they think it's this thing over here, and it's the Anunnaki. But it's, it's, yes. it's not necessarily. It is that, but it's also in here. It's also, like, it, it plays itself out as fear, essentially and, mm. or, or repelling against or denying of self and so so to connect that to say pedophilia or anything well let's just go there i i think the actual root of pedophilia is in the sexual suppression of uh the, the sexual energy and mm. and so in different ways and so it comes out in all kinds of ways like one of them is pedophilia but but what we've been taught as um, as humans, right, is sex is taboo. It happens behind closed doors. You learn about it on the internet. Um, no one talks about all this stuff. And so essentially we have a culture that just represses that. And what that is, is a super powerful energy and it has to come through. It just, it can't not, everyone, everyone has it. And, and, and so it has to find a pathway through. And the more repressed, the more repressed, the more repressed, the, the sort of like the more, to the left of field or to the right of field, the pathway could become. This makes so, a lot of like, sense. For, for example, yeah, pedophilia is um, associated with the church a lot, and the church is also associated with celibacy. And but there's no, like, it's not a healthy celibacy necessarily. It's not like you're, you're being celibate to raise this energy so you can achieve enlightenment. There's no like Buddhist doctrine behind it, like you might find in tantra, for example. But right, right. Uh, it's it's more just like just don't do it. It's bad. It's wrong. And and you know. And, only yeah, have, like, yeah. have children yeah and and just so this denial and we deny it because there's fear and the fear and this dark force is i'm sort of suggesting is the same energy but it's, we can take it a step further because it manifests right it manifests yeah. as um these different characters that are external to us mm. and those characters play upon that fear so this is where we get like the government and the media play upon our fear and they do but we're the ones with the fear as well. And so they're only playing upon it because we have it. Mm. And then we can go even a level further than that and go into sort of the astral, sort of the, the fourth dimension where there's sort of like, then these are uh, disembodied beings or they're not physical beings. They're playing upon the, the same stuff or they're playing upon uh, the fear within the media industry or the fear within the government. It's like, if you look at anyone, like they're, they're absolutely rife with fear. And so they're attracting all of these beings. They're a vibrational match for these beings that are existing in these uh, sort of non-physical worlds, right? And then that's, and then, okay, then the next actual, like the layer that's actually most important for us right now is the more transcended layer, which is, yeah, this sort of fifth dimensional bandwidth and above where there is unity. And actually all of that stuff, that dark and that light below it can actually be integrated and harmonized and come into a place of love. And so this is where I can connect this back to 
oh, I have sympathy and empathy for these people that do this, like many years ago. And I understand like, oh, that's what I was actually doing there. And what I'm still doing today is actually coming, bringing unity to those places that are separate. So instead of like hating on those people that do these things or that part of yourself that does that thing, can you, can you allow space for it? Can you embrace it? Can you love it? And that's when we, that's when it stops being a reality, essentially. It stops being recreated because the energy isn't there to attach itself to it. The fear and the darkness aren't. Mm. Yes. This is so good, Dylan. This is, this is actually, you, you really, I mean, you, very, you put that very well. I, I feel like I, I uh, ascended in some level of understanding. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think it's, and look, pedophilia is, it's the hot button, like, conspiracy, especially in, like, the Trump kind of QAnon world and Epstein. Like, yeah, it is a thing, and I still think it is something that is like happening in the world needs to be addressed needs to like we need to crack down on it for sure um mm, but mm, yeah. but i also would look at like harvey weinstein and any full you know any philanderer any person that sexually abuses women historically that are of age as a version of like ill-formed transmutation mm, um mm, like like i think that's also i i think you're totally right i think sexual sexual energy is so under uh it's undervalued man it's underappreciated like you know it's not <laughs> We didn't talk about it enough. And I know, it, and, and, and it's tricky because we're in a culture right now where, I mean, you know, look, I, I'm a straight white male. For me to like talk about sexual energy and be like, yeah, there's not enough sexual energy going on is also like, oh, yeah, you're bad. You're bad. You're, you got to hide that. You cannot have that. So it's like, it's an interesting time we're in. I wonder with regard to the work you're doing, um, because you're talking about, you know, sort of, coronavirus and in this era and i i hear it more and more from people that are um really talking about like higher level of thinking and experience that right now is a type of change um mm. do you think like in 10 years like like uh the people are gonna actually like 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 Mm, I don't even know how to put this. How do I put this? Um, <laughs> it's going to be, is it swinging? Do, have we hit, how far is it going to get before like everybody's pissed <laughs> off about how p pissed off people are? I feel like we're in constant outrage culture. You're here, cancel culture. Like, do we still, how many more months of like anger do we have to go through? You think? I think we're there. I think we're, 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 we're going to keep, but I think there's room left. Yeah, well, I like to just pose that question back to you in a way. It's like, because it's kind of up to you. It's up to the individual on, on one side of the fence, on one level. Like, oh, it, it's like how, how, how done are you with not being fully liberated and fully free and fully able to speak about these things, for example? How annoyed are you? Oh, my gosh. And, and so true. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, that's the only place you have your, uh, your power and your authority. And it's the same with all of this stuff, all of this, like, whatever, Epstein, whatever. It's like, we can point the finger there and say, they're the sexual misconduct. It's like, nah, 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 nah. It's me. I hate, like, I'm the one that thinks that thing about that thing. I'm the one that has that energy moving in me. I'm the one that desires this that's probably not healthy, you know? And, and until we can all actually own that, then it's like, 
like we're, we're just losing power basically by saying oh when's when's it going to be over when's corona going to be over and we're going to be back to normal it's like nah it's, it's just not going to happen like that that's um, so interesting but that's like that's how i like to approach it with the conversation but of course there is a humanity and there's a billions of people and it also is also external thing and we have to acknowledge that and um that to answer that question with that framework or that conceptual framework it's like i no idea man like the 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 energy and the times and the future you probably experience it as well it's like predicting that but it's getting more and more difficult more and more difficult to go that far into the future like yeah i'm i'm all on on team team ascension you know and and team like clearing all of this stuff out and having this get destroyed um do you see the grids too do you like look at the grids like isha does (laughs) are you monitoring the grids? yeah 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 he's like a weather woman consciousness (laughs) i'm here in this location because of the grids i i uh yeah yeah yeah. i'm not as experienced as her in that in that zone i'm only actually just like sort of picking up on that i um I actually moved to the other side of the country uh, about six, seven weeks ago. And wow. a lot of my work has been traveling to different like, locations and working with the grids and um, creating more space, more light in those places. Yeah. Wow. What is that even like? Are you just, is that just like people getting like outsourced to meditate in certain areas and like clear energy? Like, like what is, what is a, it's like a missionary without like, indoctrinating people and killing them to spread a message it's like you're like a um, missionary of like consciousness in a way i don't even of light yeah yeah yeah, yeah. of light it's kind of like a different um, approach to that <laughs> it sounds like at least i mean yeah you can well yeah there's no one else involved as well so there's no teaching right. there's no one like no one knows what i've done sort of thing i, I mean i speak about it with you know maybe isha or uh I mean, I bumped into a woman and she said, oh, there's a ley line on the property. And I was just like, oh, yeah, there is one here. Do you mind if I sit with it? And that's about as close as I got to um, actually talking, like, interacting with someone while doing it. But, yeah. So, wait, it's literally a lot. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Because <laughs> I guess I thought her energetic <laughs> grids were a little more abstract. But, like, what exactly is it? Can you can you speak to it a little? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's, it's a non, like externally visible line of energy mm. um and so that like i see them as like these they're like well they can sort of change but they're like pathways of light going across the land um and then they meet like because it's like if you had like a ball and you wrapped a bunch of string around it yeah you know right and that's like the earth and the string and and, and those where they where the, the string meets um across it creates uh what we call a node and at that node, what I experience, and this isn't like, the thing is, it's like totally my experience and not everyone might, might agree with this, but what I experience is like a huge pillar of light being created. And what I do at those node points is I'll sit with that. I'll see it. And I'm seeing this with my third eye. I'm not seeing this externally. And mm. it's really important to remember that. And the third eye is like a channel of light. And, and what I do is then I, well, I connect with it and I become receptive to what it's asking from me as a channel. So very, like the basic thing there is like, I'm just going to increase the quotient of light. I'm going to add more light to it. So make it more expansive or, or another thing is connect it down to the center of the earth and connect it all the way up to the source frequency. Um, wow. And that sort of like anchors it. So it keeps it wow. yeah, more stable and grounded and connected. 
What? <laughs> now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. <laughs> this is like <laughs> I know this We've is the... jumped. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what the show's about. It's open loops, man. We're gonna go all over the place. But this is like are you how do we is there like any sort of uh, this is gonna be a. I don't know. I don't. I don't mean to get into the harsh questions, but no. This a. Uh, this is a good question. I, I guess. What exactly? Yeah. You, you'll. 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 Sure. You'll turn them around. I know you will. Um. <laughs> like what happens? You know. Is there? What is the closest thing you have to proof that you're actually channeling it? Like, could a scientist? Could a uh, Western scientist base an empiricism material reality like? Could they look at the Earth at that point and be like, "Oh, well, there clearly is a change in energy." Um, I'm not sure yeah. what caused it, and you're like, "Yeah, I know it was me." Like, is there something that becomes <laughs> tangible and real that anyone can measure? Um, yeah, I, I believe if you just measured it with like, I don't, can't we measure like the electromagnetic spectrum these days? Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. It's like it's like a mix of those energies becomes a certain energy. Is electromagnetic energy the coolest thing in the world? Like, like here in history, it's in every okay. pop culture thing. Whenever you see, like, like in pop, like Stranger Things, I remember in the show Stranger Things on Netflix, the kids were like, Oh, we have to create an electromagnetic field, and that's just like mm. a blanket Hollywood way of like you know, that's what a portal is. And that's what we'd have to create to go into another dimension, the upside down or whatever. Like what is so hot about electromagnetic energy? That's it. I, I, they, they're, just, they're giving it to you on a plate. Like, Hollywood? Uh, Hollywood? Just like, yeah. Yeah. Because, because Hollywood and all like these things, we're creating them with our imagination. And the, the whole trip here, which is so hard for this rational mind to grasp is that it is, the imagination and it's it's not like it's not anything more than that it's not more complicated complicated than that but the, the part the reason it's so hard for the rational mind to grasp is because it doesn't realize it's the creator like it doesn't realize it's the center of reality and so mm. therefore whatever you're imagining is part of the creation and so you're putting it out there i always think like i always think to suggest to people like before you eat a sandwich what do you do what's the how do you the first thing you do to create that sandwich first thing to you create yeah i was gonna say what comes it, first it comes hunger? up in your imagination hunger, hunger or thought what comes first or they oh, i mean what comes first like how far back do you want to go obviously but, but <laughs> right 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 <laughs> i guess what i'm saying is like it comes from within first before it becomes externalized yeah and this is us creating reality like oh no like that's just obviously i'm trying to be simple and there's holes to that little idea i, I understand but um just something to grasp onto because it's not easy it's not actually for this this mind to grasp onto yeah you know one of the criticisms that one of the the big criticisms that you know I, and i yeah i'm like i do operate a lot from the rational mind i mean my my dad was a uh, mit engineering major and you know i I, mm. I have a i have a magic background like i've I've got my deck of playing cards here, like I conjuring, you know, like I, I come from that bent. So a lot of what happened was, um, and Houdini, it really comes to Houdini. Houdini was one of these people mm -hmm. that like spent time going to psychics 
and because he wanted mm-hmm. to speak to his mother and debunking them. So I definitely have a lot of that, like, okay, like they always, mm-hmm. you know, the big criticism is like, well, they always say that kind of general thing. So it applies to everyone. But here's what's interesting. Sometimes there are enough of people like you, like Isha, and different movements from all over the world that kind of do speak to something that isn't just like, it's their version of reality. This is my version of reality. Like, there are common things, Mm. which makes me go, maybe there is something in electromagnetic energy, because the fact that it keeps coming up in Hollywood... And the fact that, like you said, I want to use it even as like a, this is how you get to the portal, makes me think, well, what's happening first? Am I just creating something and everybody's just latching on because it sounds nice? Or is it truthful and everybody's tuning in to common truths? <laughs> I think you do follow that. I, I Even I kind of lost track of it mm. at the end. But I'm sort of curious about where creation meets um coincidence i guess or synchronicity yeah yeah or yeah 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 i think (laughs) i have my answer for this but i'd love to like throw it back to you like what do you want you know like oh man what (laughs) that's a huge question well like as no but as far as like why do you like why do you want to be on one side of the fence oh like is it all your creation or is someone like giving it to you and, and you're creating it because they gave it to you? Like, but that's kind of like the two hands here, right? Right. Like, someone right. says it's true. Yeah. And, and, and I guess what I, I experience is like, they're both true. And what we try to do, what the mind tries to do is gra- grapple with one, because if, if that's true, then this can't be. And it, and it's, it is so. Like, if that's true, then this can't be. But we mm. don't actually, like, the reality isn't like that. It's paradoxical. And so that is, we, we're living in, um, you know, Schrodinger's cats, the superposition. Yes. So, yeah, you're the creative reality and it's already created and you're just like, you're just riffing, you know, you're just riffing. Oh my you gosh, know? this is so does good. That makes like... It sort of does. <laughs> yes, yes. I, no, this is good. I, 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 you know, I got into this to have mind-blowing conversations and I'm just like... Psh, psh, psh. Uh, okay, so yeah. Yeah, let me let me kind of work with this because I had another thought related to this. Okay, so let's talk about this. Like you, one of your posts I, I saw on your social media, mm. you were talking about communicating with an Egyptian god, Isis, right? Were you talking yeah. to Isis? Yeah. Okay, now here's okay. the thing. Here's the, yeah, I'm like, okay, would this guy have ever known to talk to someone named Isis if Isis hadn't been something that someone else talked about first? Like, say nobody mentioned the names of these inter, you know, no one mentioned the names of the galaxies. Like, like I'm very curious what would happen right now, just as a thought experiment, saying, like, humanity started over. Um is is like Ishtar gonna like send the message down and someone's gonna be like oh nice to meet you up there do you think that's really gonna happen <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that I I, I kind of do yeah I do think like the higher dimensions would then filter down if like the third dimension was wiped and it was just a blank slate yeah it would just start to filter down and the archetypes of these higher dimensions which are like gods which are like myths which are like aspects of you, mm. they would filter down and we would start, start to like play them out. Yeah. That's what and then wow. we, we would then communicate with them internally and externally. That's, that's what I would experience. I'd expect to experience. Um, 
<laughs> wow. But this, it, but it's really good question. Like, what if I'd never heard of ISIS? Because the way I communicate with ISIS is because someone introduced me to her. In fact, it was Isha, you know. Isha first contacted ISIS, and then she, we did a, you know, to shorten the story, a meditation together, got me into communication. Okay, great. And then I go from there. But, yeah. like, if, if I sat down and, like, duh, duh, duh. having said that, though, I, at the same time, on the other hand, haha, um, <laughs> I'll go into meditation, and things will come to me. So beings or thought forms even, and, and you have the same experience. This isn't like a, a weird experience to have. It's like thoughts come to you that are new. Have you ever had that? A new yeah. thought. And it's like, oh, right. Did you create that? You hadn't heard that before. Da, 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 all of this. And mm. then also the same, you know, on the other, like back to the other hand, you have a lot of thoughts that are recycled and maybe you heard it on the news or your friend and right, your mom right. and your dad. Yeah, my, my so cynical actually, self yeah. thinks it's that one always. My cynical self is always like, right. you have no creativity. Right. You just are piecing things together right. that now it just like, that's how creativity works according to the science books, right? Like, right. like I'd love to believe it's a higher insight. Uh, help me, Dylan. Right. <laughs> I well, guess I should it. meditate. <laughs> or do I just if believe you love it? To, if you love to think that, then is that not more serving? Because what, what I'm getting at here, essentially, is that you have the choice. Mm. Like, do you prefer to believe that or do you prefer to believe that? And I'm not saying, ultimately, like every day I'm just going to believe this one. I'm saying, in every moment, you can choose. Interesting. Like, oh, actually, I prefer this one in this moment. And I prefer this one in this moment. Yeah. Because it's, they're both true at the same time. And sometimes, like, one sucks and one feels good. And it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, what do you want to feel? What do you want? And I, that's where our power is. That's where our power of creation is. And we focus on that one. And, and that's what we experience. Not even in a, like in a very direct way. Interesting. Mm. I'm going to say for someone like me, I mean, like, like what is sort of, yep. um, <laughs> I hate to keep this, make this like a free session for me, but you know, whatever. Um, no, no. I mean, no, this is good stuff. <laughs> but I mean, that's <laughs> like the secret of the podcast. That's like really just me doing yeah, like advanced yeah. therapy with people. Um, no, but, but, but no, I, I, okay. Here's what I'm wondering about then. What would you say is for the person that is like, okay, I've met these people. I've met people that are perpetually self-victimizing. Um, and that's sort of what also what I was speaking to about like, how long is it going to take for the pendulum to swing back? I mean, I understand that it comes like, like from, from an daily uh, existence, like, like waking up every day, like, yeah, it's going to be more productive for me to be like, no, you know what? I'm going to express my sexual energy in a healthy way today and like live my truest self. Like I get that. But from your perspective, <laughs> let's talk from like a healer perspective, when you're looking mm -hmm. at people that are self-victimizing and they constantly, yeah, well, you know, I, I tried this kind of therapy, but therapy sucked for me when I was a child, so I can't ever do it again. Or, you know, like, oh, there's nothing that's going to work. Yeah, but it's because the world is terrible, da, 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 da. And you're like, okay. But there's also a part of them that does maybe at some small level want to change like, mm -hmm. what is it going to take for that person to, to actually be open to the very idea that, like, maybe they can have a different thought about life? Like, they don't have to just keep falling into mm. these patterns of thinking. What do, how do you view yeah. that? 
Well, it's a good question, and it, obviously it depends on every individual. Hey, and I think it just depends for me, from my point of view, of keep showing up in my truth and my openness and my honesty, and that sort of is like a permission slip for people to to do the same. Um, but like, if you if there is a will there, and and you're willing to look at like why say that thing is keeps happening, um, or you keep finding yourself that you you know you're a victim of this, then if there's a genuine will, and then there's space to someone, a facilitator or a healer, or even a psychologist, if you want to make it take 12 months instead of one hour. Right, um, right. <laughs> oh, we'll we have to talk about that in a second, but yes, keep going. <laughs> um, uh, we, 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 we can unpack it, essentially. It's like, it's like you, be- you actually believe this surface thought and you're playing out this thought and feeling in reality, because if we, if we go, you know, a few layers deeper, there's like, ouchie, you know, like, ah, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that feeling. And so mm. I've, I've, had, I've got this feeling here and I've overlaid this stuff and I've made myself safe and protective and, and I'm safe and protective because it's them now and, and it's over there and everyone can blame. We, we can all blame them, you know, it's easy to, you know, be annoyed at whatever the cops or something. But actually, deep down, it's like, oh, when I was three, you know, like I remember when my dad and, and he, you know, he pulled a flower out of my hand and he threw it, you know, something. And yeah, from that moment yeah. on, I said, I said, you know, fuck that, you know. And it, yeah. Yeah, it manifests now as, as uh, I, I don't I have resentment for, you know, this kind of person or this kind of situation. So yeah. really that core wound is often, mm-hmm. I mean, is it? Do you think so much of the time, I mean, I've talked to so many different healers and again, this makes me go like synchronicity, coincidence versus like like creation of reality. Maybe you should hire one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, look, I'm, I don't even necessarily mean for myself. I mean, in, te- in the sense that like my understanding of what's happening with humanity is that it mm. often is mm. something mm. emotional that's repressed or or just not like mm. flowing right that mm. needs to be addressed and mm. things just open up for people um you know like why is it always just one thing like like that often like why is it that you why is childhood so fragile mm, right well because we 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 come in and we're we're so pure and beautiful. Like you look into the baby's eyes, it's so innocent. It's so just there, and yeah. and it's just constantly being told like how to be in its various ways. You know, like say this, don't say that. Uh, wear this piece of clothing. All of this stuff, and we just and it's just like you're you're you've got a pure piece of clay, and everyone's coming by and just rubbing their fingers on it and and scratching yeah. it and pulling it apart, and then. And then, you know, by the time it's, you know, a few years old, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a, which is fine. I mean, what, like, that's what we would do here. You know, we create personality yeah. and we create socialization. And, um, but sometimes, like, we're actually projecting, so adults are projecting their unresolved trauma onto those children. Um, and that's where, like, the whole generational trauma comes in and, and so this child learns to be afraid of this and doesn't like that. And yeah. Yeah. Dylan, I, I don't know what your question now is. I'm, now, now I don't even know. I'm just, now I'm like, oh gosh, I think Dylan and Isha think I need a healer immediately. Um, but <laughs> Isha was like. I think you think that. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know what? I'm not broken. <laughs> I'm not broken. Let's just fix this right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. I agree. You're not broken, brother. 
That's beautiful. Thank you. I wish I believed you believe that. Um, now, look, here's what I want to ask next. This is good. This is good. Um, I definitely look um, with regard to, well, first of all, have you ever met someone that like, you're going like, wow, who are those parents? Like, have you ever met in your, anyone in your life that like, didn't have a core wound? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, that's such a weird question. Um, no. I've met people that, I've met one are those people enlightened? Who are those people? I, I, are they enlightened? Are you saying? Well, they I, might I, appear enlightened. Yeah. Like, like but that doesn't necessarily mean they are. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we all have a core wound. I think we can't live on this um, dimension without a core wound. Yeah. Interesting. Well, look. Let's talk about speaking of core. Here we go. Core activation. Oh. <laughs> um, or, or origin activation. Origin activation. Origin First of all, yeah. did you ever watch the OA? Is it based? Did you yeah. like decide to name it that partly because of the OA? Because that show is awesome. First of all, that show is so good. Yes, I love that. Um, and I don't watch much shows, but that was. And no, I, there's no logical correlation. I, I love it, though, because I love the OA and I love the OA. And yeah, what was up with amazing. that girl, Britt Marling? She must be like. She's tapped into mm -hmm. something. I mean, she, I, I'd be curious to have her on a, any sort of, I mean, I love watching interviews with her, but um, my gosh, to get into like where her brain is at with, you know, I mean, it's dimensional jumping. That's the whole show. It's mm. about jumping dimensions mm. and using these movements mm. as a way of doing it. Um, first mm. question about that. Is there a group of people dancing to jump into other dimensions that you know of? Because you know more of these people than well, I do you don't need to. And I think this is where, again, the rational, logical mind that's dominating society tries to externalize and physicalize everything. Mm. And that's what it did in this show. And it did a great job of it. But um, I, I, it's not like, yeah, I think it would probably work because you're just, you'd just be moving the energies, but you're really physicalizing it and you just don't need to. Like you're naturally a multidimensional being. And this is where, like the, the best way to discover that is just relax, like on a deep, deep level on like many, many layers. So mm. no, I don't know anyone doing that. I know people <laughs> that can sit still and do it. And yeah. Yeah. Is that what, speak to me about, you know, origin activation and okay. you know, how'd you come into it? Did you, was it something that you discovered? Like, like, was it a, you know, minor, I mean, I, I think it's all kind of, it's all variations of different meditation experiences, but like what specifically did you uncover as someone that is now facilitating these things? Mm. Um, I think, so it's actually the first time I ever met Isha was um, probably captures this quite well. Um, and that was probably, Oh, maybe three years ago. And I didn't, I started doing the course maybe about a year ago. Um, so there's, you know, I wasn't actually, but she taught me a certain type of meditation that um, was essentially like it was an internal accessible landscape for my external reality. Does that make sense? And so what that mm. means is I could go into this place um, and we call it the inner heart and I can interact with the, the scenery and the beings and the, 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 the space basically. And, and the, what, what would be in there would be reflective of what's out here. And that's when it was just like, oh, my God, look, there, there it is. There's the method, so to speak, of reality creation. Um, or, yeah, and 
I think wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you give me a more, let's make it a little more tangible yeah. for, okay. <laughs> at least for me. I don't even care about the listeners at this point. Just do it for me. Um, no, no. Uh, I, like, like, can you give me like, um, like as an example, let's talk about career, for instance. Like if you're like, going okay. into your heart, maybe, maybe that's too specific for this kind of thing. Um, like, like, how would you, yeah. what's happening externally versus what's going on inside? Like, what's, well, how is it creating? I, I, I just want to wrap my head around, like, it doesn't have to be career. A specific example. Um, well, we can do, we can do anything, really. Um, I think that the important thing to know is, like, what happens in this space is symbolic. And so it's not like mm. a, again, so we, we have to sort of not bypass the rational mind, but we have to, like, you know, have, give it some space, you know, like, yeah. So, for example, there's one aspect in there that's like a forest. And the first time I ever went into my forest, it was very dark. Um, and, and there was only like little, little patches of light. But what I would notice was the more work I would do on my unconscious, then the more space and light was in this forest and the less trees, in fact. So oh. I would go back in and, and suddenly, you know, da, da. but on the other hand, I could actually go in there and I could create more light. And so, oh, there's a whole it would create less um, need for me to go into the, un into the unconscious, for example, on the external world. But, you know, if you have another way to look at this is like, if you have say a job or a boss, right, that you really don't get on with, you can go in there and invite him in and you can and interact with him on that level. So I did this with my dad. Right. Um, mm. And I had like all this trouble. I could never really love my dad and all this. Da, 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 and like, I mean, probably 99% men are a bit like this, but. Um, right. Right. And, so I brought him in there and then, you know, there's all of this stuff between us and I would go in there and I'd feel that and I would process that and I would move that. Da, 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 da. And I spent a couple of weeks doing this almost like, you know, somewhat regularly, a couple, every couple, a couple times a week. Da, da, da. And what happened when I really got to a place of like, Oh, I can actually allow, allow myself to love you. Like, and I didn't even realize that. I feel like, Oh, I, I, uh, a couple hours later, he gave me a call for the first time in about like four or five months. And we had a great conversation. It was the same conversation we'd always had, which is like, interesting. You know, which is why I didn't like it because it was just the same. But the way I felt about it was just like, oh, I, I could, it was fine. It was good. I enjoyed it. And then the relationship developed from there. The next conversation we had a week later was, you know, it actually had a bit more of what I was always desiring. Um, so yeah, we can work in those spaces and work through our, essentially the energy in which we are operating on with our interactions with the world. And in those places, there's symbols to, to, to use. So there's like a, a river, for example, which can symbolize consciousness, the flow of consciousness. Mm. And there's things in that river, right? And so are you like, like pulling yeah. up, are there archetypal uh, images that are already just like, from the collective unconscious, I guess, like I'm, I'm thinking about it like Carl Jung in a way, like you're mentioning things that mm -hmm. I think are yeah, already right. like imprinted from like the collective unconscious versus, uh, again, we're, we, I keep playing in this realm of, with you of like, is it coincidence? Is it something that yeah, they yeah, told yeah, us yeah. as a symbol or is it something that's actually in there? Yeah. Um, is, hmm. These symbols, like, like, is it ever a symbol that no one's ever, like, like, does it have to be a forest or a river? Could it be, like, a, mm. a clown mm. from the circus that is a clown that can, usually they're scary, but could it be, like, a happy clown? There's <laughs> something yeah. that society has never looked at symbolically, but, like, that clown could all of a sudden, like, save your uh, relationship. Yep. Something like yep. that. Right. 
Yeah, fully. And I think it just depends on the energy of that, say, being or that clown or that symbol. That's actually like what I, what I play with. It's not actually necessarily what it's externalizing as. Like a clown could easily be evil and easily be, you know, gracious, right? Um, yeah. Great example, in fact. But I think what, like, I feel what's in your question there is the same as like, what we were talking about earlier. Oh, and no. I, this is actually the place <laughs> I, I experience it. it the like the most of like, am I creating this or is it just appearing? Mm. And sometimes it's so obvious I'm creating it. And sometimes it's like, well, that just, like, I just, it was just there. And I've never seen that before. And maybe it, it was a lion, you know, and I, I never experienced a lion in my, in my imagination in that place. Yeah. But it just comes there. And then, and then, yeah, and then you can connect with it more. And blah, blah, blah. But it's a, it's a great question. I think, again, I come back to the superposition. Like, yes, you're creating it. And yes, it's being created and it's beyond you. Oh, man. What? Now, why is that such a frustrating answer for the rational mind? <laughs> why uh, am I like, ah! <laughs> so, <laughs> because it's not, it's not being receptive to the fact that, like, something greater is it's not something greater is occurring it wants to say you know actually i have the walls and i have all of the knowledge information and that's good and it, we need that and that's like a very masculine thing but it also needs to be open and to allow new things to come in and, and this is look this is happening collectively like this is mm. the, the problem with the collective is we've been too much like no i know this is the way it works the, the economy is built this way it works well that way and so does trade and, blah, 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 and policy and we like this and you see them that like anyone in mainstream, whatever media or culture is like this. And it's like, it just needs to relax. And that's why I say, you know, and when you relax, it, this starts, starts to open up and this is where you get more feeling sort of senses and receptivity yeah. and new things come in and new ideas and, and behaviors. And then you start manifesting as more, more yoga or more veganism or something like this or, <laughs> right, right. You know? No, and I think, you know, so the truth is, like, mm. I, I play with this space. It is a little bit. Uh, yeah, this is another Greg secret for the world. Sorry, everybody. But yet the truth is that, like, I know at one level, being someone that's very inclined to talk to people like you and, you know, the alien experts and you know mm. conspiracy theorists and all, all these people that i'm just like i entertain for cu intellectual curiosity is also i know that there is a safety in being like i'm entertaining this but i also don't know how real it is and i also know for the sake of content yeah guys i'm telling you i'm trying to produce an entertaining show so one level i'm like mm. like oh mm. you know what do i believe it let me entertain it but at the same time like greg there's no way you believe this and i know that mm. that juxtaposition is kind of an interesting place to me what i'm afraid of dylan is becoming someone and i know this is like this is a story I'm telling myself. I'm afraid of Great. going 100% into spiritual in a way because then it's like, who am I going to be? That how, how comedic, how cynical can I be if I'm all of a sudden – and I know they're cynical. I know they're cynical – um, cynicism, I've seen like, like David Hawkins is a great example of a, of a, you know, an enlightened guy. He came up with the scales of consciousness. Like he uses humor. 
uh, David Data, relationship mm, expert, mm. very much about like the different forces, masculine and feminine. Mm. There is a lot of humor there. There is a lot of that. I guess I'm afraid of how long it would take for me to fully like, like what does giving in Greg Bordstein? I'm calling it, see, I'm calling it giving in. What does like, okay, Greg, just take the God pill. Like, what does that <laughs> I'm afraid, man. I'm afraid. It's true. Well, I want to like give you the space. Like, you do need like the grit and the or, like the friction, the cynical friction to you know it's entertaining, it's interesting, and like, even in your own little thought world, like it's okay. And so, like, allow for that. But I think what people and what the ego is scared of is that it's going to disintegrate and it's going to die, and mm. that's basically you. And it's so like yeah. in, in many ways, the, it's you. You're like, you're, I'm afraid of dying, um, and I'll lose it all. I'll lose everything. And in some ways, it, again, is true. Like you kind of do have that, but it always reforms, and it doesn't. It doesn't actually reform as this whole brand new blob of of consciousness necessarily. It still keeps its, its quirks and personalities. Like, and so you don't. You won't lose necessarily the cynic. Like I have. What do I have in like I have this um yeah, this part of me that can just tear apart anything. And so I'll tear apart I can tear apart myself and my own ideas. Like I could be you right now and I could talk talking to me and and you know, I could just destroy everything I say. And I like that in me. Like it mm. keeps me it keeps me grounded in many ways. It keeps me humble in many ways. Um so like that and that was there when I was, you know, very like young and I wasn't even I didn't take any of the God pill, but <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, I wouldn't be afraid of the God kill man. <laughs> <laughs> I just know what's going to happen, dude. I'm going to like, I, I'm going to post yeah, it like, is. you can feel it coming, right? Hearts on Facebook and like talking about Ascension and yeah. all this. And I'm like, dude, wow. I know I'm getting pushed there. I'm getting, there's the push. Yeah. I mean, why do I go That's to like, it. but, 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 but. But like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go all the way in? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I've had a therapist before tell me she was very, um, she was very spiritual, very spiritually based, even though it was like, you know, I went through uh, in America, we have psychology today and you book your therapist and you use your insurance. And, you know, I found this woman and of course the woman that shows up for me is like, and and what does that feel like? Can you describe mm. that feeling? <laughs> and and just like, and like, sometimes we would sit in silence for like five, it felt like 10 minutes, but probably it was like five <laughs> minutes of the beginning of the session and doing nothing. And she would talk mm. about like, by healing you, Greg, we're healing all of them out there. Like she was very <laughs> spiritual, very spiritual, but I was like very attracted to it. I was like, this is great. I need yeah. to go, I, even though I'm not getting conventional psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy or whatever, like this mm -hmm. woman is like telling me I can be one with everything and be a channel for something greater than even I know I'm capable of in this moment. <laughs> so clearly I'm tempted. Like I'm spiritually yeah. tempted, man. <laughs> but will I, I go all the way? Clear, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 don't, I don't think it sounds like you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Like you had Isha on, you've got me on, you had that story for me. It's like, oh, I, I can see what's happening there. Yeah, cool. That's beautiful. You'll just slowly like like a flower like. <laughs> uh, oh. like you've got a few petals coming off, and you're like, "Oh God, love's creeping in here. What is this?" And 
suddenly I have empathy for these people that I used to hate and oh, oh no, I quite like my parents and oh my god, and I love everyone now and everything's okay and everyone's oh fine and, and now I'm comfortable and I have peace and oh god. This is hilarious. Like normally, you know, the friends of my life are like, oh, is he is Greg gonna go out with this girl? But now it's like, is Greg gonna is Greg gonna commit to this? paradigm of existence like will they won't day greg is swiping right on spirituality right now um and uh (laughs) yeah 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 uh this is very interesting hey look you know what i mean uh before we wrap up i am kind of well first of all you you mentioned 12 months I'm, uh, uh, as being traditional psychology, but yeah. what is one hour with Dylan gonna? How is how is one hour with Dylan and a guided meditation? You're doing these guided meditations. Are you doing them? I assume you're doing them. A lot of them through Zoom, though. Do you do any meetups mm, live right yeah. now, or not? Not at the moment. Like, it's I all like it's all virtual for the most yeah. part. The ones you're doing, I'm definitely yeah, gonna yeah, put yeah. a link to them for for my uh, listeners to uh, sign on, take a class. It actually looks relatively affordable. So, um, hey. yeah, it's super affordable. You guys have no idea like how how much value is in that. But um, that's yeah, that's like a little group meditation. That's not like a, a, a you know the twelve month psychologist condensed into an hour that's not that but because you do one-on-one sessions too you do like energy sessions with people is yeah yeah what exactly is uh can you give a a a teaser not doing it but like what exactly is going to go on there like who who would be the right Um, person to see dylan burn oh that's a great question i mean if there's a pattern that's hurting that you want to heal that's it hey or like you want to transform your life you want to change your direction of your life. Is um, it you talking or is it a lot of, are, are so, you like Reiki stuff or you like, what is it typically just to give them it's, a um, Yeah. It's, it would be like a, initially like a, a therapeutic type conversation and that would tend to uncover something. And then when something's uncovered, we can go deeper. And, and when we, the deeper part is going into the meditation, but mm. and the meditation is really an energy healing. And we, sort of like peel back those layers and it depends obviously on the per- oh, this is super but yeah. and underneath it's like oh, okay there's something unresolved can we resolve it yes um is the answer and yeah uh, we resolve it we come out we feel more whole more unified along that particular aspect of ourselves and then then we move on and and reality starts to shift um externally as a result of that because we've changed the way we relate to it internally and, and again like a lot of this sort of stuff can really root back into you know, this, this some sort of core belief about something and it actually affects much more than what you think it affects. And so you can come in with a problem about work and your, and your colleague that annoys you, but really it's actually, it's, it's to do with your brother and, 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 and that's to do with like this part of the whole world. And, and that's why I'm not really expressing myself fully because I'm actually afraid. And so mm. suddenly like that one little thing, because we really go there, we don't just like bottle around in the, in the mind and bottle around in the emotions. We really go underneath into the, to where it actually like light is moving and energy is moving. It starts to ripple like much more in, in, out into the world in a much more subtle, um, but pervading way. And so it can really be transformative. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Do you have a, um, do, uh, what, what was the name of, uh, your oh i changed it i changed it last night i had <laughs> you'll probably change it by the time this airs too so i'll definitely update it yeah, but right. um we'll just put a link somewhere hey oh like yeah 
So well, I've got it as Dylan I'll link them. I'll link them. Dylan yeah. Byrne. Uh, do you have like a main web page, like a .com page? Or? I don't have a .com, no. Oh, are you one of those guys that is like uh, kind of like more organic word of mouth? Is that, are you against doing that or will you one day have a dot com page? I will one day have a website. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you have to in this world. Yeah, no yeah, worries. Hey, man, you're just getting your footing. You just moved. You're like, but you're still doing this great work. You're working with the grid. You're you're pushing me into asking out God, which is great. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, beautiful. I, and I, you know, again, I didn't even like get to really go into the alien stuff. I hope to delve oh. with someone that, I mean, Isha got me a little oh, bit. I had a good story as well to you. Wait a minute. You know what? Okay. I got a little time. Wait a minute. Wait, let's do it. What's the alien story before we wrap? I, I do have a little bit more time. Oh, we'll keep this you, going. You really? Okay. I, it's, like, it's like a story that I thought Isha wouldn't entertain. So I thought I could entertain this with you just because it'd be fun. Oh, please. Um, please. It's, it's like a, well, there's just, Two stories here but um it's about connecting with some of those like lower lower alien beings that aren't super cool and how they've interacted with me and how they've sort of tried to manipulate my energy field and how i've allowed them to in many ways oh my gosh um, please and one yeah, of them, tell me yeah right um so one of them i i had a i had a i had a joint this was about a couple of weeks ago and i like i should not smoke weed like just should not i think it's <laughs> right. cool to talk about anyway yeah um, yeah sure because it opens you up so much and because I've actually done so much clearing over the years and I'm actually quite a, you could say like a open vessel, a light, a light full of light. And this is, right, right, right. I became super susceptible. And so I smoked this thing and then I, um, then what happened exactly? Oh yeah. I saw in the sky a starship. All right. And so what this is, is just like, it's like seeing a certain frequency of light in the sky mm. and I saw it and then I knew, I know how to communicate with these beings. And so, um, I tuned in, you do it sort of tele- telepathically and I saw, oh, I saw the vision of the, I saw what it was and I, and I got really excited. Actually, my ego got really excited because it sort of really resonated with that. And so I, I sat down and I was just like, oh, I'm going to connect further in. What's inside? Like, let's go inside the ship. And then I saw the beings inside of it. And these were, these, they told me they're Anunnaki. And, um, oh. and they look like, they look almost human, right? Um, but the, the, the thing was, and I didn't realize this till afterwards, that the energy on the outside of the ship and the energy on the inside of the ship was very different. Inside of the ship, it was very dead energy. And that's the only way I can describe it. I can't really grasp, get you grasp anymore. But what happened was like they, um, they came to me and they put like their finger on my, on my forehead here. And uh, I was just like, oh, what's happening? And I, was like, I was just like, oh, they want me to surrender. They want me to surrender. I was like, okay, I'll surrender. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I just saw like this, this light, go, it's like a light coding go into me and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then they, then that was it went off. And then I tuned back in. I was like, wait a second inside that ship. There was just this horrible, like dead energy. And it just did not resonate with what was on the outside of the ship. And for me, that was like, they were presenting something, um, as in to entice and bring you in, but the dead energy is there because they were disconnected. And I've only just like connected these dots like today or like the other day, sorry. Um, and it's, it feels dead because it's not alive. And that means they're not actually connected to a source frequency. They're not connected to themselves in many ways. Yeah. Um, and that's what these beings are. They sort of live in this realm and, they, and therefore they try to manipulate their external reality to get their needs met, essentially. And this is um, a side story over here. It's about like the, the greys. A really typical story about the greys is, is um, that they, they tend to harvest things from humans mm. in order to mm-hmm. perpetuate their, um, their species. Um, because they they've lost their connection to source and um 
<laughs> this is and, great. Uh, I'm loving it. Okay, okay. <laughs> and there's another experience there for me with them as well. I've only just uncovered it. I've only just sort of resolved and, and come to love, basically, um, where I just had this memory and it was this really weird thing where it was just this image. I've never experienced an energy like it before. And I ended up shattering the image and going into the memory. And now I was like on this freaking operating table. And um, uh, this is literally last night. Like I, I recorded. Wow. And, um, and in... Well, I just saw like the what I was presented with, with. We have like these glands here, like just, uh, and I'm not sure what they are, but they're like these bulbs, like little bulbs, and they were extracting something from there from me. And um, yeah, for me to resolve that was just for me to love that. Um, oh, I'm, oh, see, this this energy makes me so scattered, and this is why I'm I'm going to jump back to that other story because yeah, I want to tell you like why why do they do that and like what yeah. like. Okay, the greys over here, they're doing it because um, they need to harvest something. There's something in my DNA that um, is beneficial for them. Mm. They're actually related to us. And then there's this Anunnaki thing. Um, what, what, what was the result of that? For me, that I ended up like in my meditation, instead of like having a, 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 a heart that was full of love and full of light, I ended up having like this boundary constricting it. So it looked like, physically, it looked like a, a clamp like was around my heart and it would prevent it from expanding as much as it wanted to, as much as I knew it could. Um, and so I had that operating on, in my field for a, a couple of weeks um, until we, we, we cleared it basically. Um, wow. For lack of a better term. But so, so there, there's this agenda going on and this is this, this dark force that wants yeah. to keep, uh, keep the ascension process either at least slow you know, mm. um, I mean, mm. I think ideally they don't want it because it's not, it's like, it's not in their belief system. They don't believe they're connected to God. And so they want to perpetuate their belief system. And so they do that yeah, by compromising um, the love that is naturally within us. Um, and that's what, that's what I was experiencing. And the reason I think I experienced it because, well, I became susceptible because of um, a drug and I'm at, I might to be honest, well, my heart is really huge. Like I have a lot of light coming through me. Um, essentially. And so like, I would be a good person to like target, so to speak. Um, Do you think weed is something that hinders ascension? Uh, Yes and no. Uh, I think it's been really essential for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it opens up a lot of doorways and gateways, but I think if you keep opening those doorways and gateways, then you start, it does definitely start to hinder you. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it's not it. Like the ascension, right? Is that you are, pure infinite love like in some ways or pure infinite light your pure potential and so what that means is that everything um everything is accessible from you naturally and and by when i say naturally i mean within you you don't have to source it externally and so these these things that we're sourcing externally to to give ourselves the feeling of connected connectedness or god or insight um, they're great because they do give you that. They, they get you there to a certain extent, but they actually don't take you the full way of like, of like actually, no, it's you. It's just you purely. Like you're already, you don't need the, you don't need the thing outside of you to receive the insight. You don't need to do right. the, the moves in the OA to travel to dimensions. Yeah, you yeah. Just, yeah, it's natural. It's so, so interesting, it's really yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I was reading someone a couple years ago and this guy was like very much anti-weed and, you know, he was like, oh, I've, I've transcended. I'm a, like, I'm like, uh, this guy claimed he was in the enlightenment stage, um, but he was like, yeah, if you're doing weed, you're get, it's basically a false version of 
feeling yeah. that higher consciousness. So mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. become reliant on it. And I feel like I've seen, I've watched interviews with people that are spiritual that still really love weed and people that are like against it. So I can't really tell where like the, I don't know if you could call it ascension community is on weed as like actually maybe, helping maybe just, anything. I'll just find out. No, they're not cool with it. <laughs> Are you serious? Did no. you actually talk to them? No, I'm just... That's hilarious. Uh, I really believe you talk into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but there is that. There is that collective consciousness and you can communicate with it. And that's like, I'm, I'm joking. Like, I'm tearing myself apart. But it's also something I can genuinely, you can genuinely do um, and tune in to see whether that's like something that's going to benefit you and, and to what level it's going to benefit you. But so yeah, it... weed, it just has a ceiling. All of these yeah. things do. I was going to say, like, can you channel right now? Can you mm-hmm. talk to them right now for real and actually ask them what they think? Or is it going to just be an individual thing? Uh, no, no, not, not from this place. I can give me 10 minutes, but no. <laughs> okay, look, Dylan Byrne, we are going to promote <laughs> your work. Origin <laughs> Activation, check him out. And we're going to have him on again, and he's going to tell us what they said about marijuana. That'll be a cliff for <laughs> future episodes. My listeners have to know. I reckon I've, I've, I've connected to it before and I could probably tell you my synthesized version, which is, which is like, um, it takes you into a spiral and that spiral um, isn't an infinite, isn't infinity. Mm, interesting. So it's like, it has a, like, it's, 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 it's like, if you take the dimensional framework of like the fourth dimension is a spiral spiral uh, dimension, but the mm-hmm. fifth and sixth of the, is like open space. Like you're the creator, you've got the God pill, but these aren't, these sort of like, they sort of like let you peek in there, but then yeah. they also bring you back down. Like within the same trip, like you're, Oh, oh. I'm enlightened, but also I'm, I'm, I'm not. What about LSD? Contracted. LSD, you think? Yeah. All, all, all the same stuff. Yeah. So is there any drug? What is the closest thing to a God pill besides just activating yourself? Is there a drug? Um, maybe, the, maybe the breath. Oh, um, that's the answer. Maybe, that's a good answer. Water. Yeah. Water's good too. Water's good. Okay. So that's good folks. You've heard it here. Do not do <laughs> drugs to reach God. No, don't, no, no, no. Again, it's, I'm not denying this stuff. Do it. Like it was so essential for me to do those things. So essential. Right, right. I do them. No, I think it definitely out, does help like, people. Um, mm, mm. But, but I mean, it's not the be all and end all at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, like if someone's yeah. like, I'm going to meet God and really like, you know, ascend to their highest potential if they're just doing that, you believe their limitations. Mm. Yeah. You wake up sober as well. I've always thought that. I always thought there's something to that. Right. The fact that you wake up sober. That's a good point. That's a good point. No one stays in that. That's a good point. Yeah. You know what? This has been very enlightening. I had no idea what direction this was going. We talked about everything. I mean, of course, Jeff Epstein came up. Um, (laughs) Just everywhere. Um, But Dylan Byrne, I have really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing me to, uh, you know, ascend and, and, uh, you know, go that spiritual path. I appreciate you pushing me, nudging me. Um, And look, anytime. I am pushing you. I just, I just see it's already happening. Oh, darn it. He got me again. I love it. I love it. I love it. Look, thank you again. All right. I'll shut up. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) You're great. You're great. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, so good. Thanks so much, Greg. Thanks Thanks for coming on Open Loops. 
if there's one thing about Dylan Byrne that you can't escape, it's that this guy looks like a healer. Bearded, long hair. I wish I'd asked him which came first, that look or the desire to heal people. It's really crazy. I mean, either this is like the greatest production of Jesus Christ Superstar I've ever been a part of, or this is just the trend. I love these guys. I love Dylan. I'm a big fan of Isha. Multi-dimensional awakening. It's trendy. In Australia, it might be a little trendy here too. I mean, look, we've had some... We've had, we've had some shamans, uh, <laughs> shamanic energy going on. And I don't even just mean the one episode I did. There's an episode coming up where there is a shaman actually creating the episode in the back. I, I should even, not even a shaman, a sorcerer. A sorcerer is coming to open loops on a plane of existence that we don't even know is there. Do you buy it, folks? I'm starting to a little more. Dylan's convincing me. Jesus Christ. Superstar. Who are you? Where, what do you... S- I don't want to get in trouble with the Lloyd Webber franchise. Look. This has been a great time for me in my awakening. And all of you. I hope you awaken to, even if it's not this form of spirituality, uh a part inside yourselves that maybe is underexplored that is actually going to allow you to experience yourself fully on this earth in this lifetime sounds like dylan definitely went from one point of view and then it just he he just went down the rabbit hole and i really wish that on everybody i really do i wish that you listening to me right now have a moment in your life where your beliefs are so shaken in such a positive way that you go in a different direction that expands yourself beyond where you are now. Because if you feel bad constantly, if you're stuck in a mindset where you really can't grow, it's probably because there just needs to be a shift in perspective somewhere. I thank Dylan for help shifting mind. Will I go all the way? We'll find out. More is coming. Thank you all for listening.